Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. A new year is a new chance to focus on you. You're probably already picturing yourself struggling at the gym, but not all self-help has to mean suffering. Squeeze.com is making it easier than ever to elevate your wellness by delivering a juice cleanse right to your doorstep. It's the easiest juice cleanse you'll ever do that may aid in weight loss, eliminating bloating, clearing your skin, boosting your energy levels, improving sleep, and breaking bad eating habits. Meet all your health goals from the comfort of your home. Get free same-day local delivery or fast free delivery nationwide with code WONDERY today at squeezed.com. Hey guys, welcome back to Simpin' After Dark. It's your girl, Ashley Mendoza. Uh, Last week I had so much fun with Kerrigan on the episode and I have a special guest lined up for next week, so make sure to tune in for that. But today I'm riding solo. It's going to be a fun one though. It's Men's Mental Health Awareness Month, um, supposedly, because I was like Googling and it said June is also, but then I was finding articles that said November. So I guess they have two awareness months like i don't i'm I'm confused but i figured i'd take some time to talk about it since men are always saying that women don't care about men's mental health like duh we care but um yeah i just have some really good tiktoks having to do with all of that and um, i'm gonna be talking a little bit about a scene from white lotus it's not a spoiler it's from season two um but yeah it's really good it all ties together really well as far as the artist, I'm going to be talking about Jacoy. His song Bitter just dropped on Halloween. He is from Toronto. He's an R&B singer. He has a lot of really good music, actually. I just started checking out some of it. And he dropped an album last year. He has some really good bops on there. And he's been dropping some singles this year. So I'm guessing he's getting ready, maybe working on an album. I don't know. But this song is really good. I added it to the Simpin' After Dark Spotify playlist. If you guys want to listen to Simpin' music, go check that out. I added some really good new fun songs. Like, um, let's see. Let me pull it up. There was one that I was really obsessed with. It was by, I think, Ye Ali off his new album. And it was called, let me find it right now. No Pictures. It's like featuring BK Habermel and Jermaine. No, Jermaine. Sorry, I totally butchered those. Yeah, it's called No Pictures. It's so good. And then I added a song by Scripps Riley, a song by Levin Cali that's really fucking good. Um, Amaria and Dustin Conrad. And then, of course, the song Bitter by Jacoy and SZA's shirt, which, by the way, she finally announced she's dropping the album in December. So I know I'm so fucking excited for that. I know you guys are probably so excited. Um, yeah, what else am I talking about today? Yeah, mostly a bunch of TikToks. So get ready. I got some good ones. A bunch of stuff about toxic masculinity, fragile masculinity, just because it literally has everything to do with men's mental health. Like there's no shying away from that. So yeah. Oh, and I also wanted to talk about Shanquel Robinson. I'm sorry if I said her name wrong. Um, rest in peace. It's a really fucked up, sad story of this girl. I think she was like 25 or something. She was young. And she went to Mexico on vacation with some friends. And um, yeah, I guess I could just talk about it now. There is a video going around on Twitter. Um, trigger warning if you come across it, like, I saw it and I didn't even realize she's like naked in it and she's fighting some girl and everyone's like recording. There's guys in the room too that are like their friends, I guess. And this girl's like fighting her, just like whooping her ass. And the other girl, the girl that died, 
she's not even fighting back. Like, I don't know if she's like a drunk or what's going on, but I guess her friends just left her in Mexico in the room. Like the hotel staff had to find the body. And now thankfully the FBI is involved because it's just really fucking shady. Um, yeah, it's just really fucked up. So just be careful who you go on vacations with pretty much. Like, I know you shouldn't have to be careful about that. And like, that's not to be victim blaming at all. Cause like those people are fucking weird. Like I, that video was nuts and I can't wait for some details to come out just so people can freaking be held accountable and her family can have some peace of mind. It's really so sad. But yeah, I'm glad the FBI is involved now. I don't know if it was because of social media, but there was a lot of people spreading the word about the story. And I'm really glad because there's too many stories where shit just gets brushed under the rug because it's not like a family with money or because it's not like anybody famous or a white woman. We all know how that goes. Usually when it's like a white woman, the FBI is all over it. Not to say it's all the time. But we do see a lot of women of color, especially black women, their stories get brushed under the rug. So, yeah, hopefully they stay on this and hold some people accountable. All right. So Jacoy Bitter, it is a song basically about a guy just grieving about what could have been with a girl. I think his take on it is, you know, it's not really like a full blown relationship. I saw on his Instagram, he posted about it and it was like um. The second picture was a meme where it's, like, the guy telling the girl, like, hey, let's meet up, like, for real this time. And the girl's like, yeah, yeah, for sure. And then he hits her up later, and she just ghosts him. And he's like, god damn it, she got me again. So um, I feel for the men that have to go through that, you know, it happens. We all go through it. Not everything works out in your favor all the time. So I think he was coming at it from a more lighthearted point of view rather than, like full-blown relationship and losing the love of his life but it can definitely be interpreted either way he's bitter he's sad that he lost someone and I feel like girls do this a lot too and I feel like we're even more intense with it like we'll fall in love with like a stranger at the grocery store and then just picture our life and then grieve that we'll never see them again it's very just short-lived nothing serious but it's relatable we all been there and I love any R&B song with a man grieving about a woman. So I'm here for it. Let me go ahead and play a clip. okay a little bop i love the little guitar loop going on in the background and all of it it sounds like something i could do a fun little slow dance too with my man just you know head on the shoulder um yeah but go check out more of his music if you haven't yet I definitely am about to get more into it. So the chorus says, could have been a lover, could have been what you needed, could have been whatever, could have been what you're seeking. Instead, you took my sweater with no intentions to return it. Now I'm kind of bitter. Now I'm kind of bitter. So, yeah, you meet someone, hang out a couple times, maybe take their sweater and never talk to them again. You know, it's hoodie collecting season coming up. so. Fellas, watch your hoodies. Don't let the girls steal them because they will. I've taken a few hoodies in my time. Like, hoodies are expensive. So, I mean, I get why guys are bitter about that. But you also have to see why it's like, it's a little token for the girls. It's a little something just to remember the memory by. But then also sucks because if you get in a relationship, someone can find that hoodie and they're like, who the fuck's hoodie is this? This is not my hoodie. And you just lie and you're like it's mine duh babe it's like i'm not gonna throw away a hoodie like i don't think specifically because you remember about the memory with the hoodie i don't think it means you're holding feelings at least for girls and this kind of goes back to my episode with april where like i feel like men have trouble letting go more than girls like we definitely like get in our feelings and feel deeply but once it's done it's done 
with men, like this is maybe my little double standard. Men can't keep hoodies or any type of memorabilia. Did I say that right? From girls, like keeping those little things, trinkets, memorabilia, hoodies, merch from a dude. Like that's for the girls. So it's because we know how to let go. So once the boys learn, then they can maybe do it. But no, I don't think so. I don't see that happening in my lifetime. Yeah, but that chorus is very relatable because we've all kind of reminisced or like not reminisced, but we've all kind of grieved something that never was, you know, like pictured a whole future with someone. Maybe you go on like a few hangouts. Everything is good. You know, you don't see their flaws yet. You haven't seen the red flags. Maybe you haven't seen how they are when they're angry or when they're hungry or whatever it may be. So to you, they're perfect. And when someone is perfect, like you want them, you want to hold it down. You picture your whole life together. And then something happens like, you know, the the fade away. You don't have to necessarily like ghost just out of nowhere. But, you know, the texts become shorter. They're taking hours to reply. Days now, like you got to let it go. Once you realize that it's happening. I think it's pretty obvious. You can tell when someone is still fucking with you. The energy will be there. The enthusiasm, the text back, the flirtatiousness. Once they get cold, just take the hint and go. But it is sad when you're feeling the person. Like when it happens to you, it's sad. But it's also hard having to be the ghoster. So, you know, I feel both sides and I don't think anyone's wrong. I feel like some people expect like an explanation, but... Like, what could somebody really tell you that's, like, gonna help you? Like, if somebody told me, like, if a guy was, like, oh, you're cool, but, like, you're too clingy. Like, okay, I'm sorry. What am I supposed to do? Change who I am to my core? Like, I can't change that. I'm not saying I am clingy. I don't know if I am. I've never had anybody tell me that for real. But I don't know. That just first, that just came to my mind right now. But, like, if a guy did tell me that, like, how is that going to help me? Am I going to stop? I feel like if you're that's just who you are as long as it's not like unhealthy like you're doing too much like smothering them but once it's like that like you need therapy like somebody telling you that is not gonna make you better at least to me maybe this might be a little bit toxic advice I don't know but I, I feel like I'm spitting like I would much rather somebody just go cold on me than tell me why they stopped talking to me like tell me all my flaws like I I don't need to know that that's none of my business if we're being real it's not and if somebody like asked me like oh like what did I do wrong like you're weird now like why are you making it awkward like you couldn't just go with the flow you know go go with the flow also means taking a hint and just going on with your life if somebody's not feeling you go with the flow doesn't always have to be you know like a good thing I feel like people are always like go with the flow and then we'll end up in a relationship but you know you also have to take into consideration that it's not always going to turn into a relationship and this is maybe advice for myself I've talked about it before young student loans said what am I like a serial monogamist I forgot what he said where it's like I basically don't like to just have little flings and shit like I just find someone and then it's like, I love you relationship. That's it. I think it's more healthy to not have expectations that it's always going to be a forever thing and learning to walk away when it's not working anymore. I actually just posted today on Simpin a tweet by the Kaya Nova. She said, Tia Mori said her marriage was successful but it ended because she had evolved. She spoke about divorce being a graduation, not a failure, that success in a marriage is not about longevity, but if two people are happy together, that message is going to save some lives for real. And I love that because, yeah, in marriage or just relationships, you don't have to, like, force it or stick it out just because you made a commitment at one point. Like, can change your mind and it's rough and it hurts and of course once it's like marriage don't like just go cold one day and be like I want a divorce like I don't know where like when I say that it's for flings like you talked a few times on the internet hung out once or twice you know but yeah I think if you just learn to accept that you don't own anyone forever you don't own a situation forever like things can change life will be a lot easier because not even marriage is forever. So verse one, he says, all I know is I miss you, babe. 
It's been hard to get you on the phone. I talk like I forget you, but you already know this. I'm focused. Can't stop me now. I'm on and I'm lit. I got four bitches in my phone right now, but they ain't worth it to me. You fit in my life perfectly. So it's definitely like that hooking up stage, just casual stage. You got other people on your phone, but you don't actually like them. You know, sadly, some people just talk to people for fun and it's casual. But I think as long as you're communicating that, it's totally fine. Like I said, like not everything has to lead to a full-blown relationship. So, and I think it's just natural to always have like a favorite one, like your favorite ho, like whatever. And ho is gender neutral always. In verse two, he says, oh baby, I'm so bitter. It's breaking me down inside. Why you got me hurting, babe? Yeah, the way that I'm feeling is the reason I can't let it slide. Could have been the one. I didn't want to say it, but I can't get it off of my mind. Wanted to save my tongue, but I just can't do that no more. So, like, he had to let it out. Like, he had to hop in the boot and let everybody know how he feels and let that girl know, like, I'm bitter. Like, you were the one. Like, I fucking loved you, girl. And I love when a guy feels like that. I love when a guy is sad about losing a good one. But I also feel like that's like when you don't know. That's like when you pedestalize someone. Like, of course it sucks because, like, you're building them up to be everything in your head. You don't really know them for real yet. So I feel like it's kind of fun to grieve those little things because it's not as serious. It doesn't hurt for real. I feel like it's more of, like, a boohoo pity party for yourself, like an excuse to just, like, feel bad real quick. You know, some drama, some spice in your life, something fun, nothing crazy. Like, you're not actually hurt for real. Like, you're grieving something that's, like, not actual, like, it's not reality. Like, you're totally being delusional. It's fun. Like, being delusional is always fun. And it's okay. I feel like girls are more open about this type of grievance. So, I love hearing a man be honest about his feelings. Like, you know, guys try to play it cool. Like, he said, like, I tried to bite my tongue. I talk like I forget you, but you already know this. Like. That's like the go-to for guys, I feel like, especially in like popular music and like popular rap and hip-hop, like Future and Drake and shit like that. You know, Drake does simp a little and get in his feelings and admit when he's hurt and bitter, but guys don't like to embrace that. That's why they say Drake is soft and he's for the girls. And I know a lot of guys are very in tune with their feelings, and I love that. Like more guys need to grieve. Like speaking of men's mental health awareness month, Trigger warning, we all know men are far more likely to commit suicide than women. Like, that's fucked up. It's really sad. But it has a lot to do with just them swallowing emotions and not learning how to process them and get through them. I saw a tweet that said, every time, like, you feel like you're about to cry and you just, like, push it down, you're storing trauma in your body. I don't know if that's science, but that sounds like facts to me. It makes sense. And I'm an advocate for crying. I cry all the time, like, over anything. Like, if I feel it, like, the feelings come up, I'll I'll just cry. Like, me and April will be watching something, and I'll just be, like, bawling for no reason. It just feels good to let it out. It really is, like, a cleanse, and I just really encourage more men to cry, to at least admit their feelings out loud. I think saying things out loud helps you process a lot faster than just holding it in and just talking to somebody about it or, like, alchemy like turn that shit into some art like turn your pain into art like jacoy like got in the booth and was like i'm fucking bitter and i'm gonna write a song about it and it's a bop it's really good and i love to hear it it's nice to be reminded that guys have feelings and like even though they don't express them all the time they do be grieving for girls so shout out to him oh also random i feel like i was supposed to say this in my little intro and i forgot um, when I talked about Pink Panthers on that one episode a few episodes ago, I mentioned that her and Kate Renata had a collab coming out and it finally dropped and it is so good. I'm obsessed. It's called Do You Miss Me? And it's super fun. You can like dance to it, but it's still got like that emo vibe to it. But yeah, back to men's mental health. Um, men, women are not your enemy. The reason we speak out about like men and all their faults and flaws and how they ain't shit, you know, quote unquote, is because it is affecting us as women also. And because we do care about men as a whole, you know, because like if y'all ain't good, we're not good. So it might be a little bit like self-serving 
But at the end of the day, women are empathetic and we just care for people. And I know there's so many men out there that can definitely testify to the fact that if they've ever been going through it, it's probably a girl that helped them get through it, whether it was like a girl best friend or their mom or sisters or their girlfriend. Like, I feel like so many girls are there for guys and like always trying to nurture their man's mental health. So even though there's this like gender war, which I don't even like to say that because it makes it sound like it's some even thing and it's just for no reason. Like it's not a war. It's, you know, women calling shit out and then men becoming bitter about it. They don't like hearing it all the time. And no guys are like that. Guys don't like to hear shit. They don't like to be told what to do. Nobody does. But I feel like men more. So, yeah, it sucks seeing, like, men attacking women online and women doing it back. But I think we need to take a step back and understand that when women are calling men out, it's coming from a place of love. Like that freaking girl on TikTok that made that TikTok. She was a therapist. She was a black woman. And she was telling men to go to therapy. Like, they need to go to therapy to learn to process their emotions. Because she talks to a lot of women in relationships with men and like these women are suffering and she's talking to men in therapy and like she sees that they're suffering but they don't even know how to like put words to their emotions they don't know how to process it and men did not like her delivery and they got her fired which is fucking nuts i hope she's doing okay but yeah so i don't like to see men talking about women don't care about our mental health like yes the fuck they do like y'all just don't like to hear it and just the sooner you can accept that the sooner we can actually have these conversations. Because when women call out toxic masculinity, that has everything to do with your mental health. We're not just saying, don't act this way because we're trying to feminize men. Like, you sound crazy. Like, some of these men are so, like, deep down in the rabbit hole of, like, red pill, blue pill, and, like, Andrew Tate shit and all that. But they really believe that there is an agenda to emasculate them. Actually. There's a TikTok that I saw. Mm, it's kind of long, but I can connect my phone to the Bluetooth on this thing. All right, let's see if this works. It is by Enlightened Dot Mentality. He stitched some guy that was giving some major boomer energy, talking about the whole emasculization of men or whatever. And he went in like, there's no way I could summarize this and say it better than this guy. It's like a guy in like a, a mask with like I don't know it's like fucking tight I don't know his name's enlightened dot mentality and it's called male flight is like the title of the video if you want to go to their tiktok and look for it but I'm just gonna play it honestly it's like almost four minutes long but it's really good I just heard a really really great metaphor of uh, just how far and how fast America has declined okay we've gone from storming the beaches at Normandy to needing a place where people can go when somebody else has words that they don't like. <laughs> hey, man. I like your metaphor. It's always very clever to regurgitate a tired Facebook meme that aligns with how you feel about toughness and masculinity. I'm sure that's a boss move in Boomerland. But what I like about it the most is how you are your own metaphor, and you just can't see it. <laughs> Let me explain. Older generations said the same thing about the war generations that you're saying about the youth today. They claimed they were entitled and soft because they used indoor plumbing, elevators, and buttons. They even claimed they were too soft to be good soldiers. Yet those older generations and the boys that fought in the wars both wore dresses as kids. They also wore pink a lot. During the time period, Cheerleading was also an exclusively male sport, and names like Ashley, Allison, Lindsay, Courtney, and Aubrey were exclusively male names. They also worked in exclusively male professions, like veterinary medicine, and as therapists, and as secretaries. And men today are three times more likely to get skin cancer than women. I'm, I'm sure that last one seems really out of place, so let me explain. All of these are examples of something called male flight. Male flight is a social psychological phenomenon where men abandon feminine aspects of life in fear of being viewed as weak. Men have higher rates of skin cancer for a very simple reason. 
Men view wearing sunscreen as weakness because skincare in general is viewed as feminine. This is also why men tend to avoid the color pink, sports like cheerleading, and careers as secretaries. Do you know what else men view as weak and feminine? Taking care of their mental health. Want to take a stab in the dark at why the suicide rates amongst men are three to four times higher than women? And why they're even higher for men your age than the younger generations? Also kind of interesting that the areas with the highest suicide rates are an eerie mirror of the electoral map where your brand of masculinity thrives. It's easy to view this as weak, liberal-minded nonsense when you're uninformed and just using talking points about nail polish and safe spaces. But do you know where you really learn about why men are... More fucked. Gender studies, feminist theory, and even CRT. Wouldn't it be awesome if we started teaching young men about how social constructs about gender can harm their quality of life? <laughs> nah, who am I kidding? We should probably ban all that before they're indoctrinated into thinking their own health, happiness, and life are more important than things like being a meme about insecure masculinity on their mom's Facebook. Do you get the metaphor yet? Your meme is a safe space for insecure men. As you prance around in your front yard pontificating about masculinity, you're more likely to die than a man who uses skincare products, goes to therapy, and wears nail polish. Because fake masculinity is your safe space. And your insecure memes are leading other men into that same safe space. Have a good day, sir. And don't forget to wear your sunscreen. Yo, he fucking ate, chewed, left no fucking crumbs. Uh, I freaking gasped when I heard that. And yeah, there's no way I could have summarized that. You know what I mean? Like, what more could I say? Basically, just, you know, gender is a social construct. And what I do want to add on to that, since he's talking about, like, you know, this idea that men have of masculinity is not actually masculinity. So, okay, here, I googled traits of masculinity, and then there's, like, positive, healthy ones, and then, like, negative ones. So, when we talk about toxic masculinity, because, first of all, let's get this straight. Men, like, that think, like, the boomer at the beginning that are like, oh, masculinity is not toxic. That's not what toxic masculinity means. Like, let's please use our brains. Like, come on. Toxic masculinity is a type of masculinity. Nobody is saying all masculinity is bad or wrong. Like, how are you jumping to these conclusions and thinking that you said something? Okay, so traits of toxic masculinity include themes of mental and physical toughness, aggression, stoicism, or not displaying emotion, heterosexism or discrimination against people who aren't heterosexual, self-sufficiency, emotional insensitivity. And I think with self-sufficiency, it kind of just, I think that's a good one. It sounds kind of like, what are you talking about at first? Like, it's good to be self-sufficient. But if you think about it, I think the reason a lot of men have trouble and, you know, maybe can commit suicide or, like, go down a downward spiral is because they try too hard to be self-sufficient. They don't ask for help. They feel like that's not masculine. They feel like people are going to judge them. Other men are going to look down on them. Like, what a little bitch. You ask for help. You can't handle it on your own, which is terrible. That's terrible for your mental health. So that's actually a really good one. And in terms of positive, healthy masculine traits, it's like address disrespect. So, yeah, I think like when we look to someone that's masculine and this is like, you know, it's all a construct. So women can possess masculine traits as well anybody can and addressing disrespect can be seen as masculine because it's you know standing up for yourself when you think of like a masculine leader like say like your dad or like whoever someone that protects the family they stand up for you they make people feel safe right and if you are like in your positive masculinity you're gonna encourage other men to address their mental health to also take care of the people around them like if you're a leader you should be making sure everybody is good and that means, like, not being homophobic, transphobic, whatever. Like, everybody. You have to make sure everybody feels good. You should be compassionate and kind. Like, all these things should not be limited to only feminine people. And, like, if you compare the toxic trait of, like, toughness versus, like, being healthy about it is, like, just being strong. Like, having strength. Like, holding it together, which, you know, like everything... 
it teeters a line if you don't know how to handle it like when you need to ask for help ask for help that takes courage that's also a trait that you should have like have the courage to ask for help that's gonna make you a stronger person in the long run mentally and emotionally and if you're surrounded by men that belittle you for like checking in about mental health or being open about it or being vulnerable then those are not your friends but if you love them talk to them and if they come around good if not you need to cut them off like for your sake or have somebody that you can rely on but i think as a man as a leader you should be having these conversations and leading these conversations because if you're just like focused on yourself well if i change that's fine no we need all the men to change like this statistic of higher suicide rates yeah we need more men to change and that reminds me of another TikTok that I wanted to talk about by Jokestar, J-O-K-E-S-T-A-R-R on TikTok. Uh, he titled it Roasting Leads to Insecurities in Men. And he, yeah, he basically just talks about that, how like young boys, whether it's like middle school, high school or like older, whatever, guys like are known to get together and just roast on each other. And like it's supposed to be like haha, funny, good times. It's hilarious. And it definitely is to an extent. I feel like girls like to do it a little bit too, but definitely not to the extent that men do it. Like, we'll get our feelings hurt. And I know some, like, pick-me's out there are like, well, no, it's fun. And, like, I get it. It is. But we shouldn't normalize taking it too far because, like, this guy is talking about it does lead to insecurities in men. He says, like, after the roast session is over, they go home and you start thinking about all the things, like, whatever they called you, like, whatever it is, whether it's, like, making fat jokes or calling you like too skinny or whatever it is whatever guys be saying to each other I don't know and there was a bunch of guys in his comments like calling him soft and like calling him a little bitch basically so this other guy stitched him his tiktok name is light summer korea three I don't know what the fuck that means but his stitch was really good he basically just had that dude's back and was like um yeah, y'all always talk about how women don't care about mental health, but like, why should anybody care about men's mental health when y'all don't even care about men's mental health? Like, look at the replies in the comments when a guy tries to speak up about this shit. And yeah, he's so right. I I have been seeing a lot of like guys on TikTok lately that kind of are performing as like feminist and like understanding women. And then I'll see one of their TikToks come up and it's them saying some shit that's just like, like are you even actually for women i don't think you are because now like they try to like hold women i don't want to say accountable but they want to like blame women like oh why do women like to do this against men it's like regressing and he probably like why don't you handle your own instead of telling women what to do like talk to the men like we have women over here that we've been speaking out about shit like this women have been speaking out so i don't it rubs me the wrong way when guys try to address women about it because it's like handle your shit first how about that and yeah, like, like I said, women do care about men's mental health. It, it affects us greatly. So to say that we don't care is fucking insane because our lives are literally at stake. Like men with bad mental health have killed women, like shot up schools and yoga studios. So that's just a wild, very bold statement to make. But yeah, that dude also said that the only time he sees men allowing themselves to be vulnerable with other men is when they're going through like a heartbreak, like if they lost their girl or whatever. And he says the only reason they even allow themselves to be vulnerable about that is because they want to join in on bashing women as a whole. And that is fucking facts because I see that all the time on Twitter and I've definitely seen it in real life too. So it happens. Yeah, so I'm going to need all the men to just like open up their hearts and let their boys in or like, yeah, talk to somebody. Talk to someone. If you're not ready to open up with the men in your life, like, please go to therapy. Talk to somebody. There is online therapy. Um, there are apps, but don't use that one app. Better help. Don't use that one. I don't need to get into why right now. They're shady. You can look up why if you want. But yeah, I want you guys to get therapy, but not that one. There are options. All right. And that leads me into, I said I was going to talk a little bit about White Lotus. Season two, episode three, I believe. It's the scene where it's like the father and, and the grandpa and the son are 
on vacation. Okay, so just quick little premise. Yeah, they're on vacation in um, Tuscany or Sicily or some somewhere in Italy. So they decide to do like a tour of like all the spots where they shot the grandfather, the grandfather. Oh my god, the Godfather. Which I, I've never seen that. I'm gonna confess that right here. I never have. It's on my list, but. I don't know. I feel like I have to just because, like, I love movies and stuff, and I like to, like, know all, like, the big ones. And there's some that, like, seem boring, and then when you watch it, you're like, no, this is fucking great. So I feel like that's one. You know, I feel like film bros get a lot of hate, and there's definitely a type that deserves it. But not everybody that's passionate about movies is a film bro. So I don't know why, like, people online are just talking shit about everybody. Like, the actor that played Lip, in Shameless and is doing like that chef show now. There's a clip of him talking about like Stanley Kubrick and all this stuff. And like this girl stitched him and she's like POV, like you're on a date with the film bro in LA or whatever. And she's just like bored, rolling her eyes. And like, that's like a little mean, you know, he's just passionate. Not everybody that's passionate about a topic is a film bro. Like let people enjoy things. Like, if he does that the whole fucking night, then, yeah, that's mad annoying, and I understand it. But if you're having a conversation trying to get to know someone, and their passion is film, and if they're an actor like this guy is, then, like, why are you surprised? Like, do you not want to get to know what people's passions are? Like, I love when people gush about their passions, and you should let people go on and on about it. But, yeah, anyway, I always get sidetracked. So, The Godfather... They go with one of the girls that they meet in the hotel, this younger girl. She's the same age as the son. They're probably, I think, like college age. And then the dad is actually the guy in The Sopranos that plays Chris. He's the dad in White Lotus. And then there's like this older man. I freaking forgot what he's in, but he's the grandpa. So, you know, three generations of men. And this season really explores like hmm, sexuality and like the gender differences, I guess, with sexuality and relationships. Yeah, like masculinity. All it's, it's a really good show. I actually just started watching it. I, like, binged the first season, which the first one was more about, like, white privilege. It was really good, too. This one's more about, like, relationships and stuff like that, toxic masculinity. So I'm probably going to talk about it some more. So if you guys haven't watched it, watch it. But I'll try not to do too many spoilers. But for today, it's just this one. So, yeah, they're out at dinner or, like, having brunch, whatever, at this one location where, like, this one scene from The Godfather, like, a car explodes or something. And, like, the younger guy is just, like, eh, not really into the movies. And then the grandpa's, like, it's, like, the greatest American movie ever made or whatever. And then Albie, who is the young son, he says, you're nostalgic for the salad days of the patriarchy. And then the grandpa or the dad, I don't know, says, they're undeniably great movies. I think that's his dad. And then Albie is like, men love The Godfather because they feel emasculated by modern society. It's a fantasy about a time when they could go out and solve all their problems with violence and sleep with every woman and then come home to their wife who doesn't ask them any questions and make them pasta. And then the grandpa's like, hey, 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 it's a normal male fantasy. And the girl, like, mind you, she's just sitting here the whole time, like, quiet trying not to say anything because yeah that that would be awkward but definitely just taking it in and I think Albie like can tell he's like into this girl and he probably doesn't want her to feel uncomfortable and I feel like he's the type of guy that probably would speak up anyway but he kind of is giving me a little bit off vibes we'll see what happens I don't know he's kind of giving me like I'm the nice guy vibes he said a few things during the season so far that are throwing me off a bit but okay so yeah he says hey it's a normal male fantasy And then Albie says, no, movies like that socialize men into having that fantasy. And then his dad is like, movies like that exist because men already do have that fantasy. We're hardwired. And then the grandpa's like, it comes with the testosterone. Yeah, so that was a really good little back and forth little scene that immediately I was like, I got to talk about that for this. And it's all just like tying together, wrapping up like perfectly for the theme. So per love that. But yeah, I feel like we see a lot of guys on like these podcasts these days talking about how they're wired this way. That's just how we are. Like we're just biologically like this. Like we just are meant to spread our seed and cheat. And like that's not an excuse. Like, oh, okay. 
I remember what I was talking about and what reminded me of guys trying to hold women accountable for dumb shit because it has exactly to do with this and what I'm about to say. Yeah, I saw this TikTok. This guy is like, oh, like women like try to emasculate men or like they try to call them feminine to like put them down or like, you know, sassy. That whole conversation with which like sassy does not mean gay or feminine. Like sassy means like literally having a little attitude. Like that's not like a gender specific thing. So that is not homophobic to comment sassy. Like y'all are taking it too far. Like, please. But he said he saw this video of a girl and um, I follow her. I forgot her name. But she basically said that um, men who cheat are not masculine because cheating is not a masculine trait. And I 100% agree, actually, because like to me, a man that's actually like healthily masculine is strong and he's going to have sexual discipline. Like a guy that just leads his life with his dick and lets his dick make all the decisions. Like he sees a hot girl, gets a boner and just wants it immediately and will like risk his family for it or like risk cheating on his girlfriend even it's that's weak to me like that is pitiful that is sad like you're not a man for real and that guy on tiktok on tiktok was like that's like mean to call guys not masculine for cheating like you really got on this app and made that tiktok and you thought like you ate with that point like no like y'all are not masculine for cheating like what be strong get a grip just don't cheat like women have so many opportunities to cheat and they don't because they're mentally like stronger and have way better sexual discipline i feel like guys don't think that girls have to like fight the urge sometimes like when they see a hot guy or like vibe with someone or whatever like it happens for everyone like boys are not special girls just actually value loyalty and respect and would never want to risk something real for like a fleeting moment everybody finds other people attractive but it's whether you act on it or not that matters so absolutely that makes you not masculine cheating is like a fuckboy trait like you are a little boy that hasn't learned to control his emotions so yeah that was a weird tiktok for that guy to say that yeah so that whole all men are like this all men cheat blah 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 is such a cop-out for just being a terrible person and that goes for whoever you are like not just for men like anybody that cheats that's just so disloyal and just like an ugly trait like to be so comfortable to like hurt someone that you're with and like that's fucked up it's just like going off like that one tiktok of that guy in the mask going off on that guy and how he says like men are kind of holding on to this fake idea of masculinity because like they don't know how to actually be in their healthy masculine um i feel like men hold on to these like excuses these cop-outs of like all men are wired like this all men because they're just like holding on to this last shred of this fake idea of masculinity even if it's so fucking toxic they're like well this is the only way i know how to be a man I have no positive examples of masculinity in my life. So let me watch Andrew Tate and what he tells me is being a man is a man to me. And when people say this is wrong, like I'm defensive about it, like that's their logic. And it's really fucking sad that they're that easily manipulated into clinging onto these toxic ass ideals. Like all men do not cheat. And like, that's just like so fucked up to get on the Internet and say that shit just because you ain't shit. Like, there's too many videos fear-mongering, and if any of my videos has ever scared you, I do apologize. That's never my intention at all. This girl saw my video on TikTok about, like, every guy has that one ex, and, like, she was like, what did she say? She basically was just like, well, damn, like, I did not want to hear that, goddammit, you know? And I've been there. I've seen those. I think a lot of girls, like, end up on a side of TikTok where these girls are like showing you how to like go into your boyfriend's phone and do all these secret hacks to catch him cheating and how like oh like he would post me on his instagram and he introduced me to his family and i had his location and um i was with him 24 7 and he still cheated and it's like okay i get maybe they're just trying to share their story but I also understand how it could kind of come off as fear mongery. So you just got to be strong when you go into TikTok. Don't like take everything personal and try to like make the shoe fit for yourself and your relationship. 
you know, like it's good to be aware that things can happen that as long as you are just strong in like about yourself and you have self-worth, all you could do is leave when it happens if you know your self-worth. Don't freak out about it. Don't be scared. Not all men cheat. So, oh, and I saw a tweet about Pete Davidson that I wanted to talk about because I feel like guys are always so shocked when Pete Davidson gets a new girlfriend. Like he's dating um, M. Rada now. And every time a new girl happens, they're like, how is he doing this? Like, it needs to be studied. Like, why are y'all this confused? Like, first of all, that man is like a different class than everybody else here. So like he's like a, a different social class. Like when you have money, you have access to people on that level. There's going to be more women that have access to procedures in a gym and to they have more free leisurely time to take care of their physical. So there's a lot more baddies once you have money. So I don't like when guys are like, oh, it's because he has money. It's like not because he has money that girls like him. It's just that. He has access to these women and he probably has a good personality, bro. He's a comedian. He's a comedian. He's funny. And he probably treats girls well. I don't think girls would be in these relationships with him if he didn't treat them well, you know? So yeah, this tweet by R underscore Anon X. She said, seeing how butthurt men get about Pete Davidson dating beautiful, successful women is so silly to me. Like we've been telling y'all, make us laugh, be goofy, treat us with kindness, and they could all be so simple. Period. And then all the freaking butthurt men, of course, like, and be 6'3 and a millionaire celebrity. Oh, wait, that don't count. Like, shut up. Like, stop crying and go better yourself then. Like, you just want to be a victim all day? I literally just posted a TikTok about this because I saw a TikTok. This guy complaining about how, like, women have crazy standards these days. Like, back then, um, women would just date any man because they needed a man to buy them a house or to open up a bank account because back then that wasn't allowed. And, like, he said all this and realized this, and he was like, but now you have to be, like, charming. Back then, didn't have, back then, men didn't have to be charming. Like, now, like, we have to learn all these things. And it's like, bro, you cannot be sitting up here recording and posting this and not being embarrassed. Like, you don't see, like, you look like a loser saying this. Like, just work on yourself. And he was having a conversation with another man, and the other man was trying so hard to just be nice about it and be like, well, bro, like, like your shirt says, it's time to level up. And it was like, so funny. But yeah, he's right. Like, stop complaining online. Like, yes, Pete Davidson is tall and has money. But girls don't like, I feel like the whole like, girls don't like guys that are short thing is an online thing. And the reason like, maybe you come across it more is because you're, you're using dating apps. So it's easier for girls to be like, oh, how tall are you? Or for you, if you have to list your height, they see it. But if you actually went out into the world, a lot of girls do not give a fuck. I promise you that. As long as you literally, like the tweet said, if you are goofy, you treat her well, like you're kind. That's really all girls like want. Like look around. Like how many girls do you see in real life that are dating like men that are 6'3 and millionaires and have the crazy bodies that men think women like basically just touch grass and i'm saying that with all the love in my heart because i don't know how else to say it but a lot of men need a reality check there's a lot of men that are short and have girlfriends and it's also in the same breath a lot of these men don't want to date girls that are taller than them so it's like does height matter to you or not because i see a lot of guys talking shit about women that are too tall so you don't like that they're tall because it makes you short? Or do you have a preference just how women have preference? I feel like guys feel like they're the only ones that are allowed to have preference. Like physical, guys always talk about the physical preferences that they have. But when girls have it, they get butt hurt. So it's just like, which one is it? Can't have it both ways. Yeah, I'm just tired of seeing men online cry about how women don't like them. Then they don't want to do anything to change themselves. Like... I promise if you prioritize your mental health as a man, um, a lot of things are going to change for you in your life. I promise you, you'll be able to keep a relationship. You'll be able to pull a woman because I think a lot of guys, like they don't know how to hit on women because like they don't like to learn about psychology and mental health and 
different things, like literally going to therapy or learning about it, reading about it, it will help you understand the way things work. It'll help you understand that maybe the way you are approaching women is a huge turnoff, you know? Maybe the way you're living your life is a red flag for women, and that's why they don't want you. And you'll just feel better altogether. There is no downside to prioritizing your mental health. It's so important. And y'all always say women don't care. So say it one last time here. Women care about men's mental health for many reasons. But just remember, like, we have to deal with y'all. Like, a lot of women are in relationship with men. So, of course, we care about mental health. It's, it's, it takes a lot for women to have to guide men through things and give them the resources. Like, that's so much labor and energy. And it just, like, y'all need to appreciate it more. Like, men uphold these, like, toxic masculine standards and then cry because of the consequences of them. Like, learn the difference between healthy masculinity and toxic masculinity, please. You'll be doing everyone a favor. Take care of your mental health, please. All right, guys. Thank you so much for sticking around. I had so much fun this episode. Actually, I feel like I talked about some really good points. And um, it's like hard for me to not come off. Like it's hard for me to not come off like rude maybe. I don't know. But I can't help it. Like it's just like this men's mental health thing. It's a touchy topic and it's very important. And like I knew I wanted to talk about it immediately. And I hope I didn't come off too like cold and like take care of your fucking mental health. But like damn like do it you know. It just feels like women have been screaming this forever and we still get blamed and like still get shit for not talking about it enough. Like how much more do you want us to talk about it? You know, like y'all need to take the lead more as men. And I know my male audience is probably like tiny as fuck, but shout out to the men that do listen and support Simpin' After Dark. Like you guys probably aren't the ones that need to hear it. Maybe some of you do, you know, there's, you could always learn and do better. So, you know, it's for everyone, but maybe send this to a man in your life or have a conversation with them about it and tell them to talk to their homies and to spread the word and to actually take action like that's masculine leading the way taking action like you want to be manly and masculine do that like for something important this is actually a really fucking important cause you know but yeah also shout out to all the girls that listen i love you guys shout out to all the non-binaries i don't know if i have any non-binary listeners because the stats don't give that information but yeah shout out to the day ones shout out to all my friends and everybody hi mom and um, yeah it's thanksgiving week actually by the time this drops so hope you all have a beautiful thanksgiving uh fuck christopher columbus and uh the pilgrims and um yeah thanksgiving sucks but maybe i mean we all get the day off and stuff i think well most people obviously some people still have to work but i hope you guys are surrounded by people you love even if it's not your family i hope you have somebody to talk to and that you have a beautiful weekend and i'll see you guys next time i have a special guest don't miss out see you next time bye